0: Just again, thank you for being here. Uh, these, are, these are good times to simply gather, to get back together to see and to make sure we all understand what are we doing? You know, what are we doing? chapter chapter uh, 3 of the Entrust Manual. There are several chapters in this manual. There are 41 pages. Don't mess around here. But if you go ahead and turn to the third page, you'll see a scripture printed out there that does capture the essence of what we're seeking to build and do in Entrust. And that's Psalm 145 verses 4-9. through nine. Let me read it for you. It says, One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on, the, on your wondrous works I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and His mercy is over all that He has made. It is uh, quite a, a, a psalm. And in that opening verse, in verse 4, we read, of, of it's very explicit, what, with, what David is seeking to accomplish here. He's saying, one generation shall commend your works to another, and shall declare your mighty acts. David is saying here, and he is captured for all time. You think about it, that's exactly what the Psalms are. That's exactly what God's word through the Psalms are for us. It is that it has been captured for all time, the, the, the commendation of the works of God. And they're passed along from generation to So in other words, God's Word, the revelation of who God is, what He's like, what He's done, and what He's done for us through His only Son, Jesus Christ, all those critical truths, all those works of God, these mighty acts, are being commended one to another, one generation following another. And here we are. We're in the chain. Think about this. is that we, being the people of God, have a very solemn and beautiful responsibility, whether we're in a trust or not, and all the more, since we are engaging in this ministry of trust, to actually be involved with our children in their teaching. And that is that we're engaged in this very activity. We're in the chain of commending God's glorious works, commending His and declaring His mighty acts to one another generation. We being the adults, being one generation, and those are children, even grandchildren. For some of you, uh, we have grandparents in, in trust, which is beautiful. It's so sweet to see older couples getting involved or older individuals. And even to see singles, whether young or old, to be involved with children, simply out of the law of the overflow of love and care for other people's children, and just loving children as Christ loved children, being a single man himself. I mean, it's, it's powerful to see all of God's people to to be a part of in the chain of this commending God's works from one generation to another. That's what we're doing. And we can see that also in Deuteronomy chapter 6. You don't have to turn there because you're busy stuffing your faces. It looks really good, by the way. Uh, Chapter 6 of Deuteronomy. You know this passage pretty well, I'm sure. The Shema. This is the words that Moses pronounced over Israel. And these words are famous and are often repeated even to this day in any uh, Sabbath gathering of the Jews. In chapter 6, verse 4, it says this. This is Moses. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down, when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And he goes on. This passage, these very famous words from Moses, again, it it links up with with Psalm 145 and the great concern David carries. It's the same concern Moses carries. And it's the same concern that is in the heart of all the apostles in the New Testament. Where Paul is seen telling telling Timothy to commend these things, the teachings of the Gospel. He's telling Timothy, you need to commend these things. To the saints. You need to teach them diligently. So there's Paul's concern, the apostles' concern, that the truths of God commending God's mighty acts, His splendor, His, His works, His good deeds, are meant to be commended from one generation to another. And that's, that's what's going on here in Deuteronomy 6. And just a, just a brief note here, just to talk about what's going on in Deuteronomy 6. You know, it's, it's, it's quite powerful to consider that you know, Moses is saying that day by day, in the moment by moment experience of life, he says, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house. Talk about a very, you know, you know inconspicuous moment of life. You know, or a very, uh, it's conspicuous actually. Yeah, you know, talk about, uh, a moment that's so dull and, and and daily in our experience of sitting in our houses, how often are we just sitting there, you know. And yet that's a, a moment that Moses says we need to capture for holy things. Sitting in our house, and he goes further, and when you rise, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise, you know, he, so he captures all of life in those statements. He's basically Moses is saying, we need to be about the, the, the habit, the pattern of commending God's glorious deeds, Psalm 145 to one another all the time, especially to our children. That's the context here in Deuteronomy 6. is that as parents especially, you primarily have a responsibility to commend the works of God to your children in such a way that they want to know this God, that they want to treasure this God, that they want to follow and belong to this God. That's your job. Do you realize that, parents? It's like primarily... That's why, as parents, we have been given this holy responsibility. It's not simply to to make our children well-adjusted and having great jobs in this world and and being somewhat well-connected or or whatever, whatever worldly ideals we might bring to parenting. This is the reason we exist, okay? This is why children have been given to us. For one reason that they might be told about Jesus Christ and that they might be demonstrated by our very lives and patterns as parents that that Jesus is real, that he is risen, and that they exist in this world for his glory. That's it. That's the sum total of why you exist, parent. And therefore, when we talk about entrust, I want to be careful to make the statement that entrust is very, very, very much a tertiary or a secondary or a supplementary heart to that Deuteronomy 6, Psalm 145, commending of God's glorious deeds to the next generation. We're not primary. Parents are supposed to do that. We're not taking the place of parenting. Parents are the ones who have to hold up Jesus highest to their children. We're here to help in that. We're here to supplement that. We're like a handful of vitamins. Uh, We're not the main course. And so let's be clear in our minds, what we're trying to build in a trust is not a vehicle, primary vehicle for gospel transfer. Of course that's what we're doing, we're transferring the gospel, we're commending God's glorious works, but that must primarily occur before any child sets foot into a trust if they are not a believing family. That happens because the parents are doing it, and that's their primary responsibility, okay? So I just wanted to uh, establish from Scripture what we're trying to build, what we're trying to do, is to commend the glorious works of Jesus. We're trying to hold up Jesus to our children and assist parents in doing so, and that's why Entrust exists. And And. Right now I'm gonna trans transfer into just a time of giving thanks and noting those who are involved with the trust because logistically speaking, you know, we talked about why trust exists and what we're trying to do together, but there are logistics that are required, a skeleton that is needed in order for this entrust ministry to have the whole flesh, you I know, mean, basically to hold the volunteers together so we're doing things in the same direction with order and with constancy. And that is, I'm gonna go through the list here of folks who are so critical in their logistical uh, part to this. And it is first and foremost Shiloh Stone, a director in trust. We can put our hands together and be here Yes, Shiloh uh, took over several years ago, and, and her influence, her leadership of the team has been fantastic, and her directing the trust and it's just it's, it's such a joy to have her and I'm sure you feel the effects of her leadership now for the last year you really haven't but now we're gonna be launching again and you'll be feeling it together so grateful for her also for the team leaders that come alongside her to work with the age groups with this specific age team uh, we have these leaders uh, and that would be Marie Groff who oversees her 12 to 23 month old classes we have Patty Smith overseeing her two to three year old classes Kara Forrest, overseeing our four to six-year-old class, and then Brittany Albright, overseeing our first to fourth grade. And then finally, a new piece here is what you heard this morning as Grant and Deborah Dreger are overseeing our Bible Bucks store, which is a part of the Trust, and the Bible Bucks uh, memorizing Bible memorization program. So that is the other team that's coming alongside underneath and, and with and alongside Shiloh. So we give a hand for those who appear here. <laughs> your hand. Okay. That was all for you. Thank you. So we'll tell the others you received the blessing. It's like uh, Jacob and Esau, you took it because you're here. so all right. And then uh, just in terms of uh, other layers of, of leadership and such and, and help and logistics, also Dave really Dave Howell plays such a significant role in entrusted this way that he really as the church administrator. I mean, there's so many bases that need to be touched on and covered that he's a part of in some of the decision-making processes alongside Shiloh myself. So Dave, thank you. Where's Dave? Is he? Thank you. <laughs> and then finally, uh, myself, I just have the pastoral point on contact. That's why... Uh, I'll be a part of these meetings just, you're like, why is Doug here? Well, I, we, I think one value that we've had from the very beginning is that a pastor should be on point, and really, because this is a pastoral concern, right? This is a pastoral eldership concern that our children are safe, are, are being taught, are, are being led well through these gospel truths, and that's that's a, a pastoral concern. So I'm the pastor on point. And uh, ooh, did I hear that? Did someone just go? That's hilarious. Um, I should have you put your hands together for me. That's so so. Don't do that. No I'm kidding. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. bring you guys home with me. All right. Well, Something behind me like wanted but I think I made a good point. I'll step on a paddle. On, and like, All right, good. That's just the overview of Thanksgiving and, and those who are involved with the logistics of how trust is actually fleshed out week after week. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing Entrust in a couple weeks now, going back to its full form. And again, these team leaders from Shiloh or Dave and myself. It brings us great joy to be able to support you, volunteers,
1: as you seek to
0: now put rubber to the road, as you seek now to take it to the classrooms, back to the classrooms, the teaching, ongoing training of our children and care for our children. Okay? Very excited. And I do want to, real quick, briefly thank just this kind of intertestamental period uh, (laughs) that has been in trust. careful for you to be involved to serve uh, the children of was the and that is young children. So if that was you, if you were a part of that intertestamental group, could you raise your hand if you're helping out? Thank you. <clears throat> Very grateful. Uh, just a special place you hold in history, really. That time when the earth stood still and Entrust was just up to three-year-olds. All right, moving on. Let's go quickly through. uh, And by the way, again, please help yourself to seconds, thirds, or fourths. Just Make sure there's no pizza left so I'm not tempted to eat it. Let's go ahead then to uh, turning in your Entrust manual. Let's cover some critical components that... Though it's it's territory we may have covered in the past, it is the kind of stuff that you need to keep bringing up and keep bringing before the volunteers and the members of Crossway so that we're all kept on the same page. I think this is the kind of critical information that we would say everyone needs to know and needs to know where to get it if they're unclear to what exactly they should know. So this is a trust manual. Again, it's always available online. But if you go ahead and turn to our Child Safety protection policy. Which you will find on page 18. it starts there, covers a couple of pages there. but this is a section of the entrust manual that is absolutely critical and in fact there's legal uh, things, ramifications of this section. So for instance if we do not if we fail to carry out this section of our manual in any shape or form, there likely will be, and, and, and deservedly so, there will be uh, legal ramifications, uh, because the law of Pennsylvania, the state of Pennsylvania, I think very appropriately has laws that guide how volunteer organizations are to organize and to carry out their functions in a way that all children are kept safe, okay? That's, I, we agree that's not something we look at the state of Pennsylvania and think there's somehow overreach or this is unnecessary, we firmly, firmly agree, stand in concert with the state of Pennsylvania, the authorities of our state, for designing and carrying out these policies, uh, their policies at large, and then our policies in many ways are reflective of those uh, policies. In fact, we've gone a little further in many ways than the Pennsylvania State Code for volunteers and for, for churches. Uh, we have, uh, because we believe there's, there's extra precautions and measures to be taken, and we've taken those. And those are all captured in this manual. So I'm going to breeze through this just to kind of cover some of the critical components. These are things that you need to know and that should be on your conscience. So I'm going to say it that way because that's important to note, that I want every volunteer in a trust to have this on your head. It's on your conscience, that you are responsible to carry out your volunteership in accordance with what's written here. You need to know it, and you need to do it. And so much so that you're going to have to sign for that. So the first week that you are scheduled for this new season of trust, the first week that you're scheduled, whatever that week is, you're going to sign off a waiver that says you have received, have read, and have agreed agree to abide by the, the rules in our child protection Policies. So that will happen your first week of class, whenever you're scheduled to teach or help or be assistant, you'll be required to do that. So in fact, I think, Sean, you'll fill in specific logistics of how that's going to happen. But but just putting that out of your radar, this is how important that is. I think how important we're viewing this to be. So for instance, looking there for the purpose, the why do we make such a hoopla about this? I mean, certainly it should go without saying, but it does need to be said that the purpose primarily is for the protection of children. Uh, That's why policy exists, and general policies are set up to protect and help people from arbitrary handling of situations. Arbitrary, random handling of situations is the cause of so many societal breakdowns and injustices. That's why government and policies are always quite rigid and boring to read through. But the point of that stuff is to make sure that we're applying the same standard and the same way of doing things for everybody. So there's no favoritism, so there's no threat or or possible uh, injustice that would lead through or or danger that could come through because things are being handled in an arbitrary, random fashion. So that's a primary reason why we do these things, why this is captured in our manual is because we want to keep children safe. All right, secondly, it's also to protect the child care volunteers. You see, they're under the purpose. Number two is to protect the child care volunteers from unfounded accusations of abuse. I think that, it, it just... Thinking about this, like for instance, we have a rule on the books here, in the manual we'll gets to is that we require that at all times, in, in any situation in this building where we're providing child care, there must be two adults always present. Always. And that two adult rule plays into this, this purpose of protecting child care volunteers. Not only protecting and, and making sure there's accountability among adults, but also making sure that if there's any accusations that are made, that there's two adults there to help you know, mitigate if there was any false accusation made. Uh, and in fact, the only other thing you can do is mount cameras, which we're not there yet. You know, we're not looking to do that. However, this is a significant uh, protection to all the volunteers that that these policies are in place. So not only is it protecting the children, it's protecting the volunteers involved. And thirdly, to protect, protect the church. We don't want the church to be exposed to unhelpful or harmful lit- litigation or, or things that, that if we just kept to policies, and if we were careful to set up the right structure uh, and to maintain those things and enforce those things, if we had just done that, done our homework and done all that, we could avoid uh, some, some very dangerous situations as well as harmful litigation. So that's the purpose of all that. Okay? So that's on that page. You could go through that. And for page 19, there is certainly the definition this is the actual definition given to us by the state, the Code of Pennsylvania. That can be found online, the full thing, the link down there below, page 19. But this definition of child abuse is for our understanding, and we're required to know it. And then on page 20, guidelines for preventing abuse. Uh, we do require, you know, as, as you know, you were all required to go through our Child Safe Curriculum, Ministry Safe Curriculum online videos, that provide us with some very helpful, clear training to how we're supposed to spot potential threats to our children in ministries in, in a classroom setting. You are all required to do that. If, By the way, if, you, if you're hearing my voice and you've not yet watched or participated in those ministry safe videos, I'm going to load your conscience a second time. You must watch that. Okay? You must watch that. I'm your pastor. I'm telling you you have to do something. Okay? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's okay. Don't feel condemned. And you're brand new to the church. You don't have a clue. That's good. We're here to help you. So I just want to let you know that you must do something. And you must talk to Shiloh or one of the team leaders or to Marissa Vinnings. She kind of oversees for the administrative system of the church. Oversees how people get access to those videos. They're excellent videos. They're clear. They're direct. Uh, they're mostly appropriate. We, we, we urge that any volunteers that are 16 and over must, not urge, we tell, anyone 16 and over involved in children's ministry must watch. We're leaving it to parents uh, to really, to your to your prerogative, whether a child under 16 should be exposed to those videos. Because they are quite direct. They're getting into substance and subject material that is that potentially quite uh, disturbing. So we do leave it to every parent to make that decision if their child is under 16 and serving and in trust. But we're not requiring for six, under 16 year olds to watch it. But over 16, yes. Okay? So that's number two. Just want to provide guidelines for preventing these things. And I already mentioned the two classroom rule uh, and that our child's ministry safe uh, must be followed. Now, the bathroom policies, how that operates upstairs downstairs, I'll leave you to reading much of this and familiar with if you're not familiar
1: with a small thing there for you but I wanted to highlight those two things. Okay? Any questions? By the way, any questions to make sure I'm clear? Yes, anyway. We need to watch the Ministry say trading every single year.
0: No,
1: no, once.
0: But if you would want to have access, this was asked last week if you want access and would like to refresh, that would be awesome, and we would urge and encourage that. So you can always, if you need to gain access, email either Shiloh or Dave or or and they will give you the link you need to get back in. Okay? But you're not required to watch it again. All right, moving on. Any other questions? Before I freeze uh, on. Thank you, you're doing great. I think having food helps you, because you have something Seems like you're paying more attention. To your, your mouth is full. <laughs> so keep it going. Half thirds. All right. Uh, with with our registration, dismissal, security procedures, that very much, and that's starting on page 25. You know, that very much links in with our overall child protective uh, concern. Is how do we go about registration and how do we go about dismissing? Uh, Dismissal of Entrust. Those are important subjects that that we want to make sure that every teacher, every helper, every assistant in Entrust is 100% clear on what is expected of you so that we're releasing our children. So, for instance, registration is not the threat so much. You know, it's not a dangerous time when people are dropping kids off. Uh, Although it's important that we process it well and neatly and all in due order so that everyone has the right tags and all is set. But they're really important. The reason why we need to have a good registration system going is so that when it comes time for dismissal, that we're only releasing children in a way that is set here in stone in the policy. Okay, and I didn't mean like stone, like Shiloh Stone. Sorry, but set here in stone, being that like this is this is permanent stuff. We don't want to, there to be like lax physical, soft thinking or. Like, I feel like doing it today, but not next week. We're going to do this very consistent and robot-like. That's the goal here. We want a bunch of robots, automatons when it comes to how do we go about dismissing our children from a trust, and therefore how do we go about registering and receiving them in the classroom in preparation for dismissal. All those things are some critical components. So I just want to put that on your radar. I'm not going to read through it. Just know that there are clear, in-stone expectations of every teacher, helper, and assistant that's involved with the trust with both registration as well as dismissal. And that will, again, lead towards uh, safety in the classroom. All things in due in good good order. Okay? All right, moving on, I'm going to go ahead and skip way ahead to our, our discipline policy. There's a whole new thing. So if you go to, skipping way ahead here, to page
2: page 35.
0: Page 35 captures the concept of discipline, but, but it doesn't go into detail. But it captures the question of what do we do, what is meant to be done, what, are, what is expected in the Entrust in classroom. Uh, whether we're dealing with younger children or we're dealing with school-age children, uh, there needs to be discipline in and trust. Now, by that, I don't mean that we're, we're providing discipline for each other's kids, like you agree to spank other kids. So I'm not saying that. I'm talking about we need to have a particular code of conduct so that every child is kept safe, and so there's order, sufficient order. Obviously, there's going to be some level of disorder if you've ever been in, like, in a certain <laughs> class or in certain, <laughs> certain times of course, there's disorder, but when it comes to times for instruction and seeking to, to pass along to commend the glorious deeds of the Lord to the next generation, there has to be a level of order and a flow of a class so that children can be listening and hearing and participating in a healthy way, okay, uh, and, and and in a respectful way. In fact, respect towards adults is going to provide grease on the skids so that there can be healthy. Engagement with the material, with the gospel. Because if there's, if there's a child in the classroom who's failing to respect or they're just inappropriate in their behavior or disruptive continually, that child not only will, will it, it, it's demerits against them, right? It's demerits in that they're acting in a way that, that's preventing them from really tapping into what the purpose of the class is. But it ends up being demerits against the whole classroom, being able to engage the material well. And therefore we have to have a policy that directs what are we supposed to do in cases like that. And that on page 35 provides you kind of with the breeze through the, the, the drive-by version of that and some of the things that are permitted or not permitted in disciplinary actions. But we wanted to also address, if you turn to page to page 39, beyond just the common everyday things, you know what if we're encountering a situation or a child where it's a consistent pattern that has developed? or is revealed. That a child is exhibiting either dangerous or disruptive behavior to such a degree that it has become a constant problem. Um, and you're noticing that as a teacher, or as a helper, or as an, an assistant. What are you supposed to do? Well, this Addenda A provides us with our discipline policy. Uh, because our goal at all times is to keep every child. Like, right, We want to keep every child as, as long and as far as possible in the trust. And we want to make sure that it's possible that any child, even if they're highly disruptive, can be given the opportunity and the tools, right, and even some additional structure to help keep them in a trust. So this policy is not written on how can we safely and quickly get rid of kids. That's not why this is here. Uh, this is uh, this is a policy so that we can very clearly and with due process. Provide a fair and uh, and a very clear way of, of dealing with some of these issues as they may come. And just to encourage you, for instance, we should expect this that there's going to be children who are going to start attending. Like the idea that you know, I, I think of my own, your, maybe your testimony, where maybe you are born and raised in the church, right? You're a child when you you at a VBS, you, you confess to receive Christ, and. And from that time onward, you know, you were a, a believer, and so your whole life has been filled with Jesus and Christianity and the gospel, and and, and you married a Christian, and you had kids, and you're trying to raise them up in the Lord, and now they're in entrust, and it's, you know, whatever. I mean, that's your story. Now, there's going to be other stories that are going to come crashing into Crossway Church that are entirely different. Uh, I, you know, there's there's examples that have come in and through Crossway over the years where you have, for instance, a, a single mother who is born again, radically saved, and she's in her mid 30s and she's got four kids. And those four kids now coming to Crossway have never have heard zero about Jesus their entire life, and now they're sitting in front of you. <laughs> right? You have one of those kids, not all four of them. I'd be quadruplets. <laughs> and that's very unusual. So if you have one of those four kids sitting in front of you, and they're they're in a single-family household, mom's working, she's a brand-new Christian, up to that point of her life, she has not talked about Jesus, has not sought to parent out of God's word and truth. She has probably been a lousy parent, right? She has failed to parent them in a gracious, gospel way. All of her life as a, as a mom. She's doing the best she can. She's throwing it together as she goes along. And that child's now sitting in your presence, in your classroom. And that child's behavior is like off the charts compared to, you know, little Joey, who is, you know, both his parents are born again and they raised him from infancy on the scriptures. And he understands what it means to sit quietly in a classroom when the Bible's being read. He understands and appreciates the the value of that. And he has the Lord's Prayer memorized, you know. And those are good things. But yet we just, what are we going to do when that child is disruptive, and just encourage you that that's a good thing. My goodness. For that child to be in the presence of other children who have heard about Jesus, who know Jesus, who've been taught about Christ, and know the gospel. For them to be in that kind of environment, being influenced in that environment. How precious is that? So, this is by no means to say that we need to get rid of and keep our our classroom environment some stale, uh, like, you know, medical environment that's so pure and clean and free of any disruption. No. We want to make sure that we can keep even the most disruptive child possible because we got to expect that. If we're, pre- if we're preaching the gospel out there, and people are getting saved to bring in their unsafe kids and their families a wreck, we should expect and look for the opportunity to welcome them into and trust and make sure that they're hearing the gospel just like Joey or Mary or whoever. Um, so hopefully you capture the heart of this, is that this is not to create a policy to remove safely, quickly, and do disruptive child. But what do we do? Because we do want to make sure that every parent, every teacher, every assistant, every helper in Crossway understands, well, what are we supposed to do? Because we... I mean, you're not, most of us are not education professionals where we've been trained how to really command a classroom full of, in some cases, unruly children even unbelieving unregenerate children. You know, there are some of you who are professionally trained that way, and that's awesome. We want you in a trust because you bring in your expertise, your skill, your training into the classroom. That's awesome. Uh, but me- most of us are not that. So how do we go about maintaining discipline, maintaining control so that everyone's kept healthy, it's safe, and class can go on without us without everyone being disruptive, you know? and things being called off the rails. So that's where this this Addendum A, Trust Policy, comes into play. And just to quickly run through it, uh, I I think you can read it on your own time, certainly, but I do want to draw attention that the goal here is that we want to make sure that whatever happens, whenever a situation occurs, that there's communication. That's one of the first things you'll notice is that we want to make sure that you as a teacher or as an assistant, if you're engaging or, or you're hitting up against a situation with a kid that's, that's being intentionally disrespectful or disruptive or even causing harm to property or, God forbid, even hurting another child, we want there to be immediate action taken, obviously, you know, especially if it's an immediate uh, or if there's a, a severe violent act that a child takes. Uh, that requires immediate attention to mitigate the, the harm that's being done, to, to, to get in the way so that the child is not harming children, other children, or possibly adults. That requires you know, immediate action. And we're going we're gonna to treat it very seriously. If the one incident, for instance, if an incident of physical violence occurs in class, that should be dealt with clearly and maybe even severely in the sense of we're, we're throwing all of our resources to protect others, including this policy. So it might be that kind of situation that requires this discipline policy to kick in. Or it might be the ongoing like, pattern of disruptive behavior where a child just continues to you know, emotionally blow up in class in such a way that they're disrupting everyone. And it becomes such a bad pattern that it's making class very difficult. And that's more of a pattern over time. But either way, this policy hopefully... We'll, we'll create a, a, a pathway that we can engage this child, engage their child their parents, and engage one another as a ministry so that we're making sure we're crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's and, and making sure that we get all the I's that are necessary on this child to help this child succeed in the classroom. Okay? So that's one primary reason we have this policy is that it produces the conversations that you have to have with the right people uh, so that we're all engaging this together. So you're not left alone. Part of this is for your sake. So you're not left alone, like, pulling your hair out, like, whoa. Or, or even, God forbid, that you'll be loathing the thought of your next time teaching. Like, if you're in that position, you're loathing, showing up for trust because of a particular situation that's boiling over consistently in your care and in trust. My goodness, how lonely and how defeating that would be for you to be facing that week after inglorious week volunteering and in trust. And we don't want that to be your experience, and that's why this policy, again, why is it here? To encourage communication. So that you're talking, so that you can receive the support from Shiloh, from the team leaders, from myself, from Dave, and all of us together, including the parents, so that we can help engage this together so it's not one person feeling overwhelmed and not sure what to do. Okay? So that's the primary purpose of this policy, is to to encourage and to make sure the communication is happening. And you can read through it again to to determine... single incident, very harmful, or an ongoing kind of slow drip kind of situation. Okay? Any questions on that? That's, that's new. This is a new policy. And I'm very grateful for our, our child safety team, which is made up of several uh, professionals and, and folks in the field uh, in Crossway, members of Crossway. We gather a couple times a year just to go through many of the policies and any concerns or questions uh, in the church regarding child safety. And it's been great to be a part of that team alongside these others. And uh, they're very grateful for their eyes and ears on that subject and on this policy in particular. But any questions? On that, that's all new. You know what you're doing then? Good. Good deal. All right, I'm going to hand the mic to Shiloh. So. Let's uh, give her a hand. <laughs> um, just along the
2: lines, one I would Doug said about the child safety policy, please, please be communicating to us if you have anything, because especially with the format that we have where somebody, there's a different teacher every week, it's really helpful for us to hear from you guys when you have something, because we're also hearing from the other teachers in that week, and we know if it's a pattern or a one-off, so please be making sure you're communicating that to us so that we know. Um, Give me a second.
0: Round of applause for technology,
2: everyone. (laughs) And I also wanted to um, just thank everybody. This year, um, it seemed a little slow for some of the slots to fill in, but I've consistently been seeing people say, Hey, I'll take that role that I'm not really ready for, that I've never tried before. Can I sit in a class to try something new? Um, And I've been seeing so much interaction. People have said, Hey, Am I supposed to be at this training? Or you said this at the training. Can you follow up and show me where that is? I feel like this year has been um, far stronger in interaction from other people. And it's been really encouraging because I feel like everybody's ready to go and serve our church well. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm stuck. Well, anyway, what we wanted to do is walk you guys through some of the stuff we have. Um, and I was hoping to be able to show you actually where to find it. There we go. So, for our resources this year, we have them all in one spot. So, if you go to CrosswayPA.org, um, there's a drop-down tab with, where Ministries is, and under that is Kids. Click on Kids and all the way down at the bottom of the page, there's a button that says Teacher Resources. I will be forwarding most of this um, PowerPoint out to you, um, so you guys should all have it coming to your emails when I can figure out how to make the technology do that. Um, When you get to Teacher Resources, please make sure this is your password in Trust 2021. Color is not important, but capitalization is. so you'll have your password, and then you'll be able to get in. Right now, some of this is up. Um, I'm hoping to get the teacher schedules to Marissa so we can have those up by Tuesday. Um, the manual is online. We'll also have your team leader contact information. And we'll have information this next slide. We'll have this on there as well for how to find the stuff. Um, what we'd like you guys to do is kind of work through a little bit of a pattern when you know you need a sub, depending on where you are in the week and how urgently you need your sub, follows a little bit of a different system. So if you know more than a week out that you're gonna need a sub, go ahead and check the schedule, which is also on that resource page. Check the schedule, contact possible people to trade with you. It does not have to be somebody in your age group. It could be somebody from a different age group. Probably a good idea to find somebody on a different week than you are. Um, And then when you've made your trade, Let your team leader know. Um, You'll probably still get an email from Planning Center. When you do, just reply, "I'm not serving, but this person is covering for me." Um, And Marissa may send out a follow-up email to them as well. Please let your team leaders know. If that seems to be taking a while, you can't find anybody, and it comes in, or even something comes up, and you have a week within the week you know you're gonna be gone, contact your team leader first. Often when it comes to about the week before, we have an idea that some people are looking to trade with other people. So if you contact us first, we might be able to tell you, oh, hey, go ahead and talk to this person. They've already told me they need help. um, And we can work with you then. Then we'll ask you again to go back and contact those subs. But again, please go back to your team leader and let them know what actually happened. Sorry, just to clarify, team leader is the same thing as a teacher? No. Your team leaders are going to be Kara. Um, Your team leader is Brittany Albright. Um, So Kara, Brittany, Marie, and Patty are your team leaders for the different age groups. Um, I'll have those on the slide at the end, and they will also be on the teacher resource page. If you have something come up last minute, um, If you find that you can't be serving, you're sick, your kid's sick, you've had an emergency in your family, go ahead and contact your team leader first, and they'll help you decide what you need to do from that point. Um, We may may look at it and go, okay, we've got this situation happening. We're just going to go ahead and fill it in this manner, or we're going to say we we know these people are here. Um, So contact them first um, because they're going to have the best idea of what's happening tomorrow or that morning. And then if you need to finalize anything with them, do that. Um, But we'll try to make that as smooth as you can. To find people's contact information, go ahead and go to Breeze there at the bottom. And Tags and then trust, and click on your age group. Those tags are not accurate until after next Sunday. So everything in the tags for now is for our current year. And after next Sunday, they'll adjust them to be for the new year. So... Just hang loose for now. Um,
1: yeah.
2: we wanted, Once you guys get your schedule in, um, we are asking everybody to come check in at the kiosks up there stairs, the same place where you check your children, and you check in. If you are serving upstairs, you can just check in straight at the kiosk. You don't need to come down except for the first week you're serving. We will ask you to come down that week to sign the paper that says you read the child safety policy. Um When you've checked in, you get your room all ready, go ahead and join the service, but we wanted to take a minute and talk about um, making sure you have the room ready for kids to come because we are not continuing the gap between services. So we're going to, well, we stopped that and we're still stopping that. (laughs) It's not coming back. (laughs) There will be no gap. So... What we want to make sure you guys are doing, that cl- closing prayer, go ahead and get to your classes as soon as possible because we must have two adults in a room to be able to receive children. Um, some of you are serving as a couple. Some of you have, might be there with some kids without a spouse. If you need help getting your kids to class, it's going to be hard for you to be in class and you're waiting for somebody downstairs. And it's So when you have a situation, if you know it's going to be difficult for you to get both of you to class at the same time, please contact your team leader to let them know that you're going to need help every week, and we'll make sure we have that lined up for you. Um, at the same time, sometimes there's situations where just on that Sunday, you're here, but your helper isn't there yet, so you don't have that second adult. Please feel free to, as parents are bringing them, ask the parent to step into the room and be your second adult until your actual helper or your other teacher arrives. If you are dropping your kids off and you see somebody is the only adult, please offer to step in and just be that adult for them so that they're in a spot where they can be taking kids. Um, Teen helpers do not count as a second adult. So please make sure you have an adult with you. Um, And then I did want to show you as well. The closing prayer gives you about 30 seconds. Um, If you want a little extra time to get up there, You can go on Planning Center and find out where the last song is. Sometimes there's three songs, sometimes there's four. Um, So I don't know how to get into Planning Center. Talk to somebody else about that. But if you get there, you can find it. And I know everybody right now is wondering, like, with school, are we doing doing masks, are we doing any extra policies? We don't have anything in our policy that's changing as far as health and safety precautions, but we are going to be really firm on if a child is unwell, please do not bring them to class. Um, We also realize that stuff happens. I was telling the group last week, I remember... Getting to church and I think Bryce had to serve somewhere and I turned around and looked at my kids and one of them had a fever and one of them had goopy white stuff streaming down their face so there's no shame in being like oh my word I didn't know my kid was sick if you have somebody come to class and you feel like they're unwell please contact the team leader they'll come down tell them what you've observed and we'll contact the parents for you um, because we don't want to have kids being sick and infecting other kids um and obviously If it's an emergency situation, go straight to the ushers and have an emergency number put up on the screen. Um, We don't want blood everywhere or throwing up. We also wanted to talk about supplemental materials. Um, We have uh, a curriculum set up for for all our classes and we also have a lot of people who are really creative and like to bring in extra sources, um, extra different object lessons, videos, um, stories, pictures, we would really like to encourage the creativity, but also maintain a flow across our lessons, but across classes as well, so that all our children are getting a constant flow of the storyline of the Bible, and also all the classes are doing the same thing at the same time. So please, if you have those extra resources, Um, Extra videos, music, different memory work, books. Check them with myself or with Doug first, and we'll see if they fit into that flow. Um, But please feel free. In our classrooms, we have books. There's some really good books, especially downstairs, that I've taken upstairs to use before, kind of like a little library. Um, The coloring sheets are always there. The curriculum has object lessons. Use a little bit of... um, Wisdom in your object lessons. Um, we've had fried fish object lessons recommended before, so maybe don't bring fish in and fry it. <laughs> um, and then there's, there's memory games that Brant has put together as well for the memory work. So please feel free to use any of those without having to check them. Um, and along with fried fish and snack, somebody just asked me today, the uh, curriculum suggested for the, I'm sorry, for the object lesson, they suggested bringing in a special snack. We're gonna really stick with the snacks that we have. We're not offering snack upstairs for the elementary kids at all. Um, And downstairs, we have a couple of children with life-threatening allergies. So please be checking your list, and we're only using the snack that's in the classroom or snacks for a couple of children that they bring in. Please, please, we can't let that just kind of slide with what feels, right, that arbitrariness. We can't do that. Um, I did want to talk about um, the memory work that we have. Brant and Deborah have put a lot of work into it. Again, under ministries, um, so the teacher resource page is further down from this. But up in the top, you've got scripture memory. This is open to everybody. It's not password protected. So parents and teachers can both get into it. It's right there. There's your scripture memory. Um, if you want, you can also access the app with that link over on the left. Um, Under the scripture memory, there's a couple of things. First of all, what you'll look at on this side is what the children will say this week. So they should come to class and be able to say that verse. On this side, as you get time in your class, this is what you'll be preparing them for next week. And then they'll come in next week and say that verse. Um, What we're doing to simplify for everybody, on your... I don't know how many of you guys remember... On the rosters, you have your normal roster page, and then there's a whole nother page with the verse on it and the kids' names and a whole spot where you check, and then you gotta keep track of whether they said it last week or this week. We're cutting all of that out. The child's gonna come in and say their verse, you give them a Bible book and then at the end you count out how many kids said their verse, and you put that total in that spot. You're only keeping track of how many kids said their verse so that Deb has an idea of roughly how many kids are consistently saying their verses. You only have to count the number, um, not who said it all, however that goes. I think there was something else I wanted to say. Oh, We don't have a strong preference of where the kids are saying their verses. It seems in four to six year olds, snap time is a really good time to do that and in the elementary classes as the kids are coming in is a good time, but wherever it fits best for your class is fine as far as that goes. Um, and then this information will be on the website. We're also working on getting that information on the, um, in the classrooms as well so that you have it and you're able to access it. Uh, your team leader, only your team leader's contact information will be on your roster. But if for any reason you would need to get hold of myself or another team leader, that will also be on the website and it should be in the classes. Do you guys have any questions? If kids are absent and did get to say their verbs and they last say the next week, that was meant for the previous Yeah, I would say if you can tell by the roster that they were gone, I would say let them say two. But otherwise, I would say if they said, "Oh, I didn't say it last week," and they were there, I would say probably not at this point. It's probably really good for that to be very consistent between teachers. So yes. Yeah. Some some are great. Yes. Say, sure, you can say five or six sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. trouble. Does that sound alright, Dave? and Doug? If the if they're noticeably absent, like they weren't in class the previous week.
0: Maybe we can. Okay. okay yeah
2: how many did the verses go are two years they Four. four four is the youngest <laughs> <laughs> are going to email with where we're going as far as where our will be yes we will be sending out I think an all church email that will have kids <coughs> rosters because some kids haven't been in class kids are all moving up from twos to threes, or not moving up. So, we'll have rosters and class locations specifically for upstairs, but not for downstairs. I don't think downstairs is changing. I'm sorry. So, I never did one of the fire drills. I know that was something we did two years ago where some people did it on certain days, but I was never participating in one of those. Are we going to do something like that with the training? There will be a fire drill. Um, and I don't know if we'll be doing every week of people. It's a good idea that we should think about, but I don't know that we haven't planned yet. I haven't thought that part. That's a good question. Thank you. the child these videos, I have not heard about those before, so where you find those? send Marissa an email um, and she'll get back to you. Okay. If I have, is it I've done other ones in the past for like my lessons at um, university. So are those the same, or should I still think it is? Specifically, ministry, say okay. it's okay. geared to nonprofits and churches. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's about an hour, and it's broken up into about 10 minute sections. Mm-hmm. when you're in class or? Yeah, you're in class, like if it's an emergency. Sure, if it's an emergency, their phone numbers will either be like this in the classroom or your team leader will be on your roster. Um, and I'm 99% confident they're in the manual as well. But if, yeah, I don't think Breeze probably will work. Karen? There is not Yeah. okay. yell really loud. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk to an usher as well. not to provide them, we're not going to have cups or napkins or clean up stuff or anything like that upstairs.
0: That's a very good question. By saying they're not allowed to eat things, do you mean that they're not allowed to eat things? That's good. I mean, I would have done the same thing. I'd be like, hey kids, have some donuts. You know, like it's like It's good. All right. Couple last notes here and we'll release will we're, we're ahead of time here. This is awesome. <laughs> um, unless there's other further questions. To make sure if there's any here pressing. If anything comes up comes to mind as we go forward here in the weeks or days ahead, please email, text, call, whatever. Uh, make sure that we're we're touching base. Yeah. Did you announce what day is the first day of first day is first first Sunday of September? We kick off. Yeah, by the way, just the preparation preparation for that. I mean, we're going to have to tell the whole church, like, be prepared for mass chaos. The first, probably two, three weeks. Like, we're going to get used to this idea of no break. It's going to be hilarious. Um, Like, to have a preacher trying to, like, dive in. So we'll have to, like, be patient and work. We're all going to be working through this together, giving birth to this new. The birth pangs will be terrible. But just to kind of put that on your radar, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, it's a require possibly just to even put a bug in your ear if you have suggestions like for instance If we're going through the first couple of weeks of this new way of doing a trust And you notice hey, what if we tried this or hey? I noticed there's a there's a bottleneck here or whatever you know logistically you would love your input to understand how We make this better easier clearer <laughs> quicker less noisy whatever uh, And we'll run Lord willing uh, with uh Hopefully, get a, a ship running smoothly in less than a month of, of this new way. So, just anticipate there's going to be some need for some yeah, chaos in the beginning. But as things go forward, Lord willing, we'll
1: have we'll have. Need. Yeah. So, with no breaks, are the going to be allowed for the cloud? Yes, that's what we're trying to work through,
0: and what will be fully communicated, and how we'll get that and make sure that all the checkpoints are covered and all the bases especially for security issues. Because like if you release an older kid and they just like, I'm going outside, you know. Like we need to make sure and think through how we are gonna make sure that every child that's released without a parent is making their way up to a classroom. And it might be the first couple weeks we require children to be with parents just to make sure everyone knows where they're going. That might be the requirement. So we'll get all those details and make sure that everyone's aware of how this is gonna flow. We haven't nailed that down yet, but we'll get it there. You'll get an email, it'll outline that. And then going forward, if you have suggestions or thoughts about all that, we appreciate it.
1: Yes? Uh, is the
2: visitor, uh, the visitor process going to be the same where they check in and they'll get a tag with a number on it? Is that going to be the same? Meaning like a like non-parent? We, we, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, just like a visitor. We teach cheesesteak Sunday. <clears throat> so I just want to make sure, like, the oh, visitor, mm-hmm. like, Got that's... You. yeah. It's
1: yeah.
2: the same process. Same, same process. thing. Okay. Yeah, it Yes? Two questions for me. We had a questions. situation the rate where a parent of a guest stayed with their child in class. Right. They did not have a name tag. So we were, and they were not on the roster. So we were confused.
1: We had no idea. Like, apparently no one knew this person was here. They'd been doing <laughs> it for weeks. We had no idea who this person was or what their child was. Right. They just came in brought their child. We
0: just slept here for the last week or two.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, just like, hey they the class. Said, no one ever asked us to get a name tag. So we were, we Okay, does that, was guests, even if they plan on staying with their
0: children, still yes. need to get a name tag? Okay. Yeah, that should be the way to handle In a situation, there are only a couple times where a child, or a parent's allowed in the classroom. Yeah. And it's if the child, you know, younger child or, or yeah, this is- need a needy child in this. Uh, but they would need to receive special permission and they would need to have a tag and go through yeah. all that. So yeah, okay. next time you encounter, if you would encounter a parent coming into the classroom and sitting with their kid, you need to instruct them, hey, you need to get a tag and here's why and here's how. And then inform if there's any question or problem with that, just inform your team leader and they can get involved as well and help clarify things. Okay. Oh two questions. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Um I don't think at least until at least up until mm-hmm. recently the kids in our twelve level class they didn't have the their code, their last word to so the, the head of the household's um, phone number. Right. It wasn't on their name tag and it wasn't on the roster. Okay. So we had situations where we needed to call parents. Usher's are asking us, "What do we dial? What mm-hmm. do we put on the screen?" And we have no idea. Is that was that just that class? I don't know if that was a situation. good question. What
2: you do mean, technically, when that's, um, that's a miss, It's a miss. And it could be me. It could be um, sometimes new kids aren't always put into groups. So it's just it's just a miss somewhere. in, usually, it's just a miss somewhere in the chain. D- so where is it supposed to be? Like, where are those four-digit so, Is it supposed to be on the name tag, or is it supposed to be on the roster? Or both, both, both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: Yeah, that should be a, kind of a lockstep. And maybe that's something we're going to have to, yeah. Okay. Whenever you notice it, that's, that's a moment. I think if you notice it, never circle, highlight that child's name, and let your team leader or shadow know, okay. and we'll make sure we trace that down okay. right away, by the way. When we checked it in, I think that we have to write the number on We we'll check them. If it's, a if it's a new person. Yes, ma'am.
1: It's a new person. Yeah. We have the rights, and then we have the rights of the board to do this. And also. Right. Yeah. So, is that the question? In the back in that order. So we're thinking about letting elementary kids find their own way in each classroom. Is that correct? or Did I hear wrong? Possibly. So if that is the case, how do I need to know that I have everyone and
0: one's not missing? That's part of the logistical nightmare that we need to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> so are we down there for the On <laughs> it, <laughs> got to figure it out. <laughs> I would
1: vote against that. You would vote against that. I got a couple of votes. Yeah,
0: we're, 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 there's, there's some scenarios we're tossing around including employing, not employing, but having ushers or others stationed along the way. With tasers and <laughs> cattle frauds and vets and, and stuff. So anyway, good question. You're hearing it correctly. However, that might change because we haven't sent out the all church email. Upon further review, if we're looking the logistic and it's like this is impossible. There's just yeah. no way. There's too many there's too many open gaps, we're not gonna play with it. So but at least right now the thinking is it would be really great if in a dream world, you could, release <laughs> you could release the older kids, and they just go to class, and the younger kids require parents. But, they may reveal that it's a nightmare world, so we'll, we'll figure it out. Good question. Yes, Christine? I just have a suggestion. Though. Suggestion. I've been to other churches
2: that do this. Okay. Um, what about the teacher,
0: or the teacher and the teacher assistant, of that class, stand in the lobby, and they... First graders, and
1: they right. have to go and line up there with their roster, and they take you up to the class. That's good. and they don't have escapees and right. <laughs> saying, smoking in exactly the boys' room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. these people already have to go to the That's good. That's great. And that's one of the
0: options we were thinking of, maybe having even in the room itself, they could quietly stand into the, go to the back of the auditorium, line up. Mm-hmm. So they have a robe everybody grabs away All right. Listen, I'm going to close up shop here and just uh, not enough to say um, thank you. Uh, if you have further questions, comments, thoughts, please come forward, let me know, let Shadow know, email us, contact us. Uh, very grateful for your time, for your volunteership, for the way that you've invested, not only uh, in, in, in the good of, of Crossway and the adults and all that, but here, here you have a heart for children, you have a heart for the next generation that you desire to share Christ with them you're a part of that so thank you for your partnership in that uh, I do have one last announcement and that's just to put a bug in your ear uh, I got the specifics on how many people we need and what those people are remaining slots for our trust those are one we need one teen helper one teen helper that's a, a, a teen a female if you know of a teenager a girl who would fit the mold of being a helper in the classroom that would be awesome. We need one of those. And we need four adult assistants slash helper types. Four. That could be male or female. So please, if there are four adults you know of that are not you know, serving yet or could be a potential help to this, we need four more slots filled there and then one team helper. And that will, that's going to be amazing. we to have a complete roster of volunteers. Okay. Let me pray a blessing. So if you would bow your hearts Father, thank you for, again, for this group of fine, dear brothers and sisters, Lord. Lord, They are are such choice people who love you, who love your people, who love children, who love to help, who love to pitch in. And Lord, that is a a reflection of you, Lord, the way you are, Lord, in being good and being gracious and giving of yourself to others. Lord. That is all that you are, Jesus. Perfectly so. I pray Lord you'd bless them in their service bless them in the year ahead that this, this could be a very safe very sweet time of entrust this year ahead that it could be uh, it would bring rejoicing to our hearts as we hear our children memorizing scripture and Bible books as we encourage and find your gospel being talked about and preached and taught in classrooms or as we, as we encounter little ones who, who call on the name of the Lord that they might be saved Lord would you save some children this year We pray for that, Lord, that you would save our children. Apart from Jesus, they will go to hell, Lord. Good parenting, being in a Christian household, means nothing. That doesn't do it, Lord. They need Jesus. They need to repent and believe the gospel. And we pray, would you move on their hearts, would you use even our efforts in class to draw children to Jesus. Please, Lord, save them and use this here to do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. That's it. Thank you all for your attention. Right on time. Blessings.